there's a difference between loneliness and isolation and mm. the isolation is dangerous. And when we start heading towards that, that's where we like become farther and farther from Jesus. It's so dangerous. Yeah. People of Christian City, people of every everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Dr. Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. Let's talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is. But my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. Back with you again today is Blake. And back with you again today is Shayla. And we are so excited, as usual, to welcome another one of our missionaries to this podcast. And today we have with us Marilyn. Marilyn is a second year who actually did her first year in Denver. Yeah, first year in Denver. And then helped open this new expansion location in Philadelphia. So Marilyn is with us all the way from Philly. Welcome, Marilyn. Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. Very good to be here. Marilyn, you're from Texas, right? Houston. Houston. Big city. Big city. Oh, she's bopped around. Denver, Philly, Ohio. Okay. Well, today we're doing another one of our Simplicity Check podcasts. So basically for anyone that is just tuning in today, and has, hasn't heard about our simplicity checks before, we do these simplicity checks on our social media. And basically what it is, it's a our missionaries come up with challenges that yeah. help us to live life more simply. And this is just a way to kind of weed out the things in your life that aren't simple and that aren't of Christ and making a challenge in a sense that can help reorient you toward, toward Christ. Yeah, and when we hear simple, we always think material. Oh, I need to be simple materially. Right. No, no. These simplicity checks have shown us, oh my goodness, materially is only one of the many, many ways to live a simple life. Right. And they've been, you, the listeners, have said these are some of your favorites. So we keep them coming and we are grateful to have Marilyn with us today to share hers. Yeah. So Marilyn wrote a simplicity check. When did you write this one, Marilyn? Maybe a month or two ago. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, we are going to have Marilyn read the simplicity check, and then we would love to talk to you about it. I challenge you to befriend the cross. Recently, I have been realizing how true it is that life is hard. It is beautiful and full of joyful moments, but it can be really hard. Denying ourselves, picking up our cross, and following Jesus is not just a cute Christian catchphrase. It is the path to freedom, but it requires work, and it requires our yes. The cross of Christ can be daunting. It is scary and it is painful. The closer we get, the more agonizing it will be. So it seems easiest to remain just a mere observer of the cross. Don't get too close. The nails are sharp. The wood is heavy. There are splinters all over. My hands will get dirty. Just keep it a distance and I'll be happy, right? Wrong. My time as a missionary has shown me in a very real way that Christian discipleship cannot be separated from the cross. We are free when the cross becomes less and less the enemy and more and more our friend. For me, embracing my cross has looked like truly something so simple as waking up and choosing to say yes to the schedule, allowing Jesus to show me my weaknesses and poverty through our schedule and community, seeing myself in a mirror through my friend Scott, who lives on the streets, continuing to go on the streets every day when I feel like I have nothing left to give, and one time even physically carrying a friend on the streets a mile in the negative degree weather. 
It's in our yes, however weak and small that yes may be, to the cross that we become free to follow him and face our daily trials. The wood no longer tramples us, no longer are we being dragged around. I challenge you to befriend the cross. Befriending your cross doesn't have to be graceful. It definitely has not been for me, and it most likely won't be. But to welcome it, to hug it and kiss it and take it up has offered me a freedom to choose him and to say yes to him in all that he is. I challenge you to follow Jesus even when you don't want to follow him, even when it doesn't feel good to follow him. I challenge you to look at your cross, whatever daily trials and tribulations you face, and say, yes, I welcome you and I embrace you. I promise you it will set you free. And then I had a quote from Father Jean-Pierre de Cussade from Abandonment to Divine Providence. It says, A simple fiat in all of your interior and exterior difficulties will be enough to gain you great sanctification. We must embrace our cross. <clears throat> Marilyn, that oh, is thank you, Marilyn. remarkable. Remarkable. It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> so what, if you wouldn't mind sharing, where were you at when you wrote this? Like yeah. internally, externally, like was this in Philly this year, last year? This was in Philly this year. I think internally and externally, I was, I was struggling. <laughs> yeah, seeing a lot of my weakness and being frustrated with it and, and like trying to reconcile how I would, how do I live with this? Yeah. Is this the Christian life? What do I do if this is, mm-hmm. like, do I want this kind of thing? Yeah. And when things aren't going your way, like how, um, how do you embrace that? Or maybe when things aren't going as your expectations are, that is, that's such a good thought too, just to think. And we talk about this all the time with the missionaries, right? We, we love other people's crosses or the idea of them. Right. Our own crosses are usually the ones that seem unbearable at times that seem so annoying. And, oh, I just don't want to pick that up. But, oh, my gosh, if I had that other person's Mm -hmm. cross, I could do that. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure in that moment you were like, well, if I lived this other life, I don't care what the cross would be. I could pick it up then. But with this schedule, with this this unknown, no, I I can't do it. Yeah. I almost thought like am I not happy living this way? Cause mm. it's just denying myself all the time. So if yeah. I just leave, maybe I'll be happy and maybe I'll be closer to Jesus and feel more connected. But, but in this, you talk about freedom, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. you say, you know, that befriending your cross is where we become free, right? Because fear is running from our crosses and then we're just scared. Like mm-hmm. in a weird way, we're scared of suffering. We're scared of these things. Yeah. But when you start picking up your crosses, Right. That's when it becomes freedom. Yeah. And how, how did you experience that this year and last year? It started last year. A lot of my prayer was that I'm exhausted and that I'm really tired. And I remember telling the Lord that, like, I just can't, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like I'm exhausted. Please take this away. Yeah. And I just heard him speak. It is like, you will rest when you embrace the wood of my cross. And so I think that carried over into this year of like we are restless when we're running away from what we're gifted. Yeah. And Jesus has gifted us whatever cross he's given us. And so to run from it is going to make us exhausted. And I think that's where the freedom comes is like we are free when we aren't becoming a slave to what's heavy anymore. Like it's not like trampling us or weighing us down anymore. Like we can pick yeah. it up and we can move now yeah. instead of feeling like we're just like bogged down by this heaviness. Yeah. I think that is something that you said, you said a line in here. It says, we are free when the cross becomes less and less the enemy and more and more our friend. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not just about acceptance. It's about like an embrace and yeah. a, almost like a familiarity and a friendship to it. And I, yeah, I'm just wondering like from your experience, Marilyn, like 
what does that look like when suffering is, it hurts, it's painful. Like the, these are the splinters and the nails and of, of your life and you have to pick it up and carry it. But to befriend it, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. We were on a treat this past weekend and one of the four maters talked about this a little bit and said, your suffering can be your greatest glory or your greatest destruction. Ooh. And I like, yeah, I've been praying with that because I think for me, a lot of the times it's easy to play victim and yeah. to just kind yeah. of mope and wallow in my suffering and especially living in a small community in Philly, there's only 13 of us. And so it's really easy to go downstairs and let everybody know, like I'm carrying a cross. Mm. This is heavy. This yeah. is hard. I'm struggling. Mm. But I found a lot of freedom and literally taking five minutes in the morning. Like I would go to morning prayer, walk down to breakfast and realize like, okay, I'm about to either let people see me and show them that I'm suffering or I'm, I can like go, you know, pray to my father in secret, go to this private room and take a moment mm. and like, let it out. Like yeah. just very raw, very real being like, okay, Jesus, I'm tired. I don't want this, but looking at the crucifix and being like, okay, I'm going to say yes, I'm going to choose you. And I'm going to go back out there and we're going to do this. And there's a, I think that is where the intimacy comes is like yeah. not letting everybody know that you're suffering and not in a way of suppressing your emotions. No, or, right, no. right. But just like, this is between me and him. And this is really intimate. And like, I want to be friends with this cross because if I do that here in this room, I can go out there and be joyful and I can choose this instead of just like letting it choose me or overpower me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we know that isolation is not the Christian life at all. So yeah. you're not saying suffer in silence. Don't mm -hmm. let anyone into this cross. No, no, no. It's the difference of letting the cross crush you or mm -hmm. embracing it and maybe going down to breakfast and mm -hmm. saying in uh, honest way, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit today. If you wouldn't yeah. mind helping me rather than, you walk in that room and everyone knows you're struggling yeah, and yeah. there's no way to even help you. Right. Isn't that a weird, like, yeah. Like paradox of like, you must pick up your cross to let others help you too. Mm. Yeah. I also think there's a freedom when, yeah, you have your close friends or your formator, whoever that are walking with you in it. There's yeah. a freedom to pick up your cross now because if everyone yes. knows then yeah. it's like, okay, well they just, this whole environment I just want to play more victim or I want to wallow yeah. more because everyone's giving me more attention. Everyone's loving me more. And mm. there's a freedom to literally just live with yeah. your close friends or your formator, whoever's walking with you, your spiritual director. And I don't know. I think that's where I found and a lot of freedom. One thing I loved that you said was you were reflecting on like what the cross has looked like. Embracing my cross has looked like, and you say, seeing myself in a mirror through my friend, Scott, right? A, a friend oh, yeah. on the street, a homeless friend continuing to go on the streets every day, even when I feel I have nothing left to give. And then one time even carrying a friend on the streets a mile in the negative degree weather. How has going out of yourself to serve the poor helped you embrace your cross? I think it has, well, one just pushed me in denying myself. I think I'm very, like I want to live in comfort a lot. Yeah. Um, but why do that when we have the Holy Spirit who comforts us? Mm. You know. Oh, like, it wasn't comfortable in negative degree weather carrying <laughs> someone. No. Oh, oh, sorry. Not that as was strong as I thought. I it thought was. that was comfortable. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that has just shown me like my ability to love and to suffer is greater than I ever thought it was, and every day that yeah. proves to be true. Like it just keeps growing and growing. I love that. I love that. Right? It's like we get out of ourselves. And we see the other. I mean, when we see see the face of Christ in the poor, even if we're struggling seeing the face of Christ in the poor, we know he's present, even when our feelings and emotions aren't telling us so. Yeah. Right. And you are in, when we give of ourselves and the missionaries give of ourselves, when we don't want to, when we have crosses in our lives, we give from the Lord 
And yeah. that also shows us, oh my goodness, like perspective tells me like I can still give even out of my suffering. Mm. Yeah. I think it also just strengthens your will, which is yeah. really important in embracing your cross. Cause you yeah. can't say yes to something if your will is not strengthened. Yeah. So the days that I don't want to go out and I don't want to talk to people and I don't want to do the hard things, like the times I actually just do it, my will becomes more strong yeah. and I can give a vow now to Jesus or give a yes to the cross. Yeah. A simple. Yes. Like you said, that fiat, mm-hmm. that simple. Yes. From that quote at the end that can be simple. Right. But it's that one act of the will. And sometimes yeah. I'm sure that was very small. I know for a missionary, some days that, that yes is so tiny. Like, yes, I will do my neighbor's dishes mm-hmm. or maybe it's huge. Yes. I will carry this person a mile in yeah. cold weather. Mm-hmm. Right. But those yeses are all connected. Yeah. I am really curious to hear about your experience in either community or, or out on the streets. When was a time when you were encouraged to to pick up your cross or if you can think of a, a specific time a moment when you saw someone else maybe suffering with grace and really like kind of leaning into it but in a way that was that familiarity kind of sparked something in you to to pick up your cross i'd say yeah probably my friend scott that we met in philly he struggles a lot with delusions and psychosis we think and a lot of voices in his head and every day he everyone who walks by him he thinks that they hate him they're out to get him oh uh, yeah just sitting a lot in his honestly like suicidal ideations i guess but seeing him continue to enter into our friendship and like tell us how much he loves us and mm. how thankful he is for us and he doesn't think we're on his bad side and i think that in itself just keeps me going a lot like it's so easy yeah. for us to get in our head and yes it's not necessarily like psychosis or delusions for all of us but we do have voices in our head or lies of the evil one or whatever yeah. and i think it's easy to to listen to those instead of to listen to the voice of love and the voice of truth mm. so i think that has been one way to just like embrace the pain of detaching from the, the lies of the enemy or detaching from the voices in our head that we can get so comfortable with if that made sense yeah, yeah. definitely yeah i mean yeah as you as you even reflect on those things and your friend scott it's like oh that hurts Mm-hmm. You know, those days you're out there, it hurts. Yeah. But yeah. there's joy because that's where Christ is. Yeah. One of the biggest fruits of Christ in the city is the community. And I, I've witnessed this in my couple years at Christ in the City too, amongst the missionaries, just the way that you can build each other up and that because you are in community, you are able to go out to the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marilyn, from your perspective, what is the importance of, even just for our listeners too, like what's the importance of having a community or friends or family or people to lean on when you are suffering. Yeah. I think there's a big danger of isolation in the Christian life. And it's very easy to think that, I think we talked about this earlier, but I think it's very easy when we're ice to think isolation is the way to go because yeah. intimate and secret and yeah. you're hidden, but there's a difference between loneliness and isolation and mm. the isolation is dangerous. And when we start heading towards that, that's where we like, become farther and farther from Jesus. It's so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I think also community helps us to see Jesus dwelling in everybody, yeah. which ultimately helps us to see him in the poor and in ourselves because we need to we need to learn how to see Jesus and others in front of us. So I think, yeah, I don't know, just having a support system of people who walk with you and who love you. I think for me, something that has been really big is that people love me in my mess. Yeah. Like not just when I'm happy, not just yeah. when I'm friendly, like, 
living in community, they see every part of me, which is not pretty all the time. And they love me in it. Did you think that would be their reaction when they were to see that? When you, no. when you first came to Christ in the city, how'd you think they'd respond to that? In my head, if people saw the real me, it'd be like, okay, I'm going to walk away now because that was too much. Yeah. That was, a, that was like scary. That was, yeah. you know, like you're mean, you're dark, whatever. Cause it's scary for us. Yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. I remember as a missionary, I had the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's this just common theme for our missionaries. And what, what a rough thing that we believed. I mean, yeah. well, what an unfortunate lie. And that's yeah. just the human condition though. It that's is. not just it is. Maryland. That's not just no, no. And that's why I say me too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I was in the same boat. Yeah, it's my uncomfortable. F- my fellow missionaries were, and then slowly they start seeing you. Yeah. And you're loved. Yeah. And that is community. Yeah. And even more than being loved, like it's a lovableness. Yeah. Like it's, it like goes deep, deeper. It's like, no matter what you do, I'll still be there. And I mm-hmm. still love you and I still yeah. see it all. Yeah. So a, kind of a, a wild, wild question for you. So this is like knowing about the hardship about what your missionary year would be like, serving the poor, carrying the poor on the streets, seeing your friend Scott, being in community, all the suffering, the piercings of the nails, the splinters. Would you do it all over again? 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm realizing through all of this, like Jesus desires me to be whole and he desires me to be a saint. And this, I can't be a saint and I can't be whole and I can't, be intimate with him if I don't have all of these sufferings and all of this hardship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been one of the biggest shifts in my prayer has instead of being like, Jesus, take this away. Like I'm tired. Like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this, but having this shift of gratitude, like Jesus, I'm very thankful actually, because I'm so loved. Like mm-hmm. I'm loved that you want me to be whole and you want me to be yeah. made new and you want me to be recreated that you are letting me see my weaknesses or, have hard times in community or see like the sufferings on the street because you want me to grow. And that is like, yeah, I mean, that is it. Like he loves us so much that he wants to give us these things for us to get closer to him. Mm. I love it though. And, and isn't that the fruit of joy? Yeah. Like, yes, I do it all over again. And we hear parents say that all the time, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, it was so hard, but I do it all over again just for you. Cause I love you, you know? And it's like, they are giving, just like we give to the poor and it's, it's that yeah. gift to the poor as children, you know, mm. my son is 11 months old and he cannot take care of himself. And it's like, oh yeah, he's poor. Like yeah. he is poor. Yeah. He yeah. can't take care of himself. Mm. Right. And it's like, but through giving to the poor no, in no matter what capacity, no matter where you are in your life or listening to this, it's like they're poor in your life. And oh my goodness, it's that common theme, right? When we, when we dive into it, we do it all over again because we see the joy. It's when we run from that cross lose our freedom it's just fear 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 you know but we know with eyes of eternity with eyes Mm -hmm. of heaven is our goal it's like okay that's not that crazy yeah right it's worth it yeah Yeah. Marilyn question for you for and for our listeners or to our listeners do you have any practicals for those who aren't in this missionary community life of how to embrace their suffering practical ways Mm. or embrace the cross Reading your simplicity check counts kind of, but after that. (laughs) Yeah, check it out. (laughs) Read it over a few times. I think what I was saying earlier, like taking time in the morning to just Mm. truly be raw with Jesus and give it to him and say like, okay, I really don't want this, but I'm going to choose it. Like I'm going to use my will, what little I have right now to choose this. Mm. Because it does change a perspective. I don't really know how to explain it, but it changes it. it. Yeah. You don't need to explain. I think that's, that's straightforward enough. 
right? Just being honest. Yeah. And I th- also think not being afraid. This is, I mean, so much harder. It's like so much more nuanced than this. I can just say this, but not being afraid of your poverty. That's what held me back a lot and does hold me back a lot is being scared of my brokenness and thinking that it's too much for me or for Jesus or for others. And yeah. I think that's where we can lose the freedom because we're too afraid to actually get in there and embrace it. And we'd rather just run away. Mm. I think you, you point to something about how do you pick up your cross? Well, yeah. it's interiorly. Right. You said yeah. earlier, it's like, I think you said some great tips earlier of like, it, it comes from the will, those small yeses, fiats, right? Yeah. Those small mm-hmm. fiats. So maybe even just starting with the smaller things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Marilyn, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in today. Once again, if you want to check out Marilyn Simplicity Check or other Simplicity Checks, you can find them on our Instagram and our Facebook. And our handle is at Christ in the City. We love you all and we thank you for tuning in and we will see you in a couple weeks. God bless you and we're praying for you as we all in this Christian life together pick up our crosses. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on Homeless But Human today. In order to keep producing this content for you all, we invite you to consider joining our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways that you can join us on mission. Your monthly gift sends missionaries out to the streets day after day and helps us to continue recording and sharing our podcast. It's our vision that every city not only has soup kitchens and shelters, but communities who are committed to helping the homeless know that they have a home in us. And what is home but a small taste of Christ's infinite love? Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community. And if you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave a review. To get more involved with the mission, visit ChristInTheCity.org.